Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Passford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news at cruiseradio.net. On the show, we'll be talking to Fran Golden, trip coach for Budget Travel Magazine. And with the 100-year anniversary of the Titanic approaching and Titanic 3D released over the weekend, Doug will get moviegoers' take on the new version of the film, I mm-hmm. should say. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, joins us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Royal Caribbean announced they'll be putting three more ships in Europe in 2013. Stuart, what are those ships, and what is that saying about the European market right now? Well, it's, it's a bit misleading because they're just announcing three ships going to Europe. It's not uh, like the 11 or 12 that they had in 2012 where they're going to be having, you know, 13, uh, you know, possibly 15 ships in 2013. All they're really saying is that Liberty of the Seas, Navigator of the Seas, and Serenade of the Seas will set sail uh, in European waters in 2013. As far as what's it assigned to come, well, uh, 2012 is going to be a very difficult year for the cruise lines uh, because, the, because of the, uh, the economic crisis in the Eurozone. Uh, you know, you've got countries, Italy, uh, specifically uh, Spain and Greece, that are having uh, financial troubles. So the cruise line pricing in 2012 is going to be significantly reduced because they're not going to be able to source the European passenger as greatly as they had anticipated because essentially they forecast about 60 to 65% of the passengers on European sailings will be sourced internationally, not from North America. Well, and speaking of Royal Caribbean, one of my, I'm gonna, not going to lie, one of my favorite ships, the Monarch of the Seas, is going bye-bye, right? It is. It, uh, they announced in, that in uh, March 29th, 2013, Monarch of the Seas, which uh, began in November of 1991, is being transferred uh, from Royal Caribbean to its Spanish subsidiary, Pullman Tour. This is going to be the last, uh, essentially last year that um, you'll be able to sail on Monarch of the Seas in the Royal Caribbean brand. Yeah, if that ship could talk, it would say, uh, I'd have to sink it with Doug on it. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, come with us. All right, Stuart, after the engine room fire, the Azamar Quest is back on schedule for uh, April 24th, I think? It is. It's, uh, it actually arrived in Singapore, uh, where it's being repaired a little early, so uh, the, the damage is being repaired. It will be on schedule for its next scheduled sailing, which is April 24th, departing from Mumbai, India. So uh, that'll be uh, exciting to get that ship back underway. Absolutely. And uh, one of the world's largest cruise ships, Oasis of the Seas, rescued 23 Cubans in the Caribbean last week. Now, what usually happens when they pick up drifters in international waters? Well, when they, when they get the refugees, Doug, what they'll do is they'll uh, contact the U.S. Coast Guard, initiate uh, safety, you know, um, where they'll, they'll rescue them and then uh, essentially turn them over to the Coast Guard authorities, who, uh, who in turn uh, essentially repatriate them uh, back to their country. Uh, so they're going back home regardless. Exactly. Okay. And Cunard announced last week their 2013 schedule, and they'll be doing some transatlantic crossings between New York City and Hamburg, Germany. Is this normal every year? Well, what they're actually doing, Doug, is the normal New York to Southampton itineraries, which um, there, there are seven-night itineraries, typically seven-night. They used to be six. But they wanted to slow it down a little, so they're now down to seven nights, and they're going to be testing some sailings. 
between New York and Southampton, where they're going to extend it to eight days. So they're really going to slow the ship down. Why, why are they slowing it down? Well, because people want to spend more time on the ship, and they just want to just take it easy and another way for Kennard to keep the passengers on board. But, no, there are, I guess, some people that want to uh, extend it as long as they can. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be uh, some extended nine- and ten-night crossings between New York and Hamburg. And speaking of Kennard, they announced today that they launched their iStudy program fleet-wide. And I know how excited you were when Celebrity announced their iLounge. So uh, what exactly is iStudy? Well, iStudy is actually a, a course. These are, these are courses, uh, you know, in their, uh, you know, to commemorate the opening of their Apple Learning Center, um, which opened on Queen Victoria. But uh, Queen Elizabeth, Kennard's uh, newest ship, actually became the second ship in the world to have a, essentially to be a, an Apple reseller. So they've got a complete, um, you know, room uh, where they actually teach people how to use Apple computers and Apple equipment. And uh, it's so, it's been so incredibly well received that uh, they've, they've added it to all three of their ships uh, because of, of how, you know, tech savvy the passengers uh, have become, you know, the iPads and uh, the i you know, the iTouches and, um, I this and I that, uh, that uh, everyone's just getting very excited. So it's just become an incredibly popular program that uh, they decided to offer it on all three of their ships. Stuart, am I just this much out of the loop or what? I mean, what is this Norwegian Cruise Lines reality show called Love for Sale? All I see is a bunch of hot chicks in the, uh, in the preview. Well, what they're doing is they're trying to mate uh, four men and four women uh, so jokingly, I said, uh, you know, NCL is uh, turning to pimping. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. But, uh, <laughs> they're they're gonna they're trying to get well. I mean, lifetime. I mean, with this show, this reality show, they're gonna have four men and four women, and they're gonna see you know which of them uh, are gonna hook up, and they're gonna do it on board a you know an, an NCL ship. I suppose these people will be you know going along their new marketing theme. They'll be acting like Norwegians, <laughs> and uh, you know, love will be for sale. They say S-A-I-L, but is it possibly S-A-L-E? Well, you know, if they're getting branding, good for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have a chance to see the different uh, offerings that uh, NCL has uh, on their ships. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they, you know, show more than, you know, maybe the, you know, a couple of the public areas and, and the cabins. Right on. Thank you, Stuart. All right. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? 
actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Each week, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. Cruisers to St. Thomas have a cool new attraction to add to their island checklist, Magic Ice. Opened in January in Charlotte, MLA, less than two miles from Haven Site and Crown Bay, Magic Ice is an exhibit that depicts history using ice sculptures in sub-zero temperatures. Some provide a glimpse of the 18th century Caribbean and the golden age of piracy with lighthouses, animals, and, of course, a huge ice bar designed to look like a shipwreck. New themes and sculptures are planned throughout the year. Admission includes protective clothing, gloves, and foot coverings, a magic ice souvenir glass, and one drink at the ice bar. Get details at magicice.vi. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest-growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. Okay, so we just got out of seeing Titanic 3D here at the theater, and it's been like 15 years since the movie came out, 1997. What do you think of the revamped version? Well, I think I would have seen it whether it came out on 3D or not, because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And what was so great about it was the fact that it may be 15 years old, but it doesn't look dated because it's a period piece, and it still looks fantastic. And I just think James Cameron is one of the greatest directors. I guess the big question is, how did Kate Winslet look nude in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> she looked just as good as she does in 2D. Yes. Unfortunately, that scene wasn't as enhanced as it could have been. Oh, man. Yeah. We were talking earlier that uh, James Cameron actually made one little minor change to this 3D version. What was that? Well, I guess uh, there was some uh, some geek astronomer. I, maybe I shouldn't call them geeks. Uh, astronomer that noticed, I guess it was the scene where Kate was laying on the, uh, the door or the piece of wood that she was laying on at the end of the movie when she was waiting to be rescued. And she looked up at the sky. And apparently some, uh, some uh, star expert out there wrote to James Cameron and told him that the stars weren't in the right place for that particular night and, and that particular year. So Cameron actually wrote back, I think he called him a son of a bitch. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, sure. And he said, all right, son of a bitch, tell me where the stars would have been and I'll fix that scene. So it was the only scene in the entire movie that they fixed. And when they flashed on the night sky, I guess the, the stars were in the right place for where they would have been that particular night. So pretty much everyone who's of age has seen Titanic originally, and it's not like here's a spoiler alert. Everyone knows what happens because it, uh, you know. Yeah, by the way, it sinks. Oh, man. Do you think cruise enthusiasts should go see this, even though we've seen it 15 years ago? Yeah, actually, I, I thought about you when I when I watched the movie at the very beginning because when the ship's getting ready to take off and there's all those people standing on the dock waving and the people on the boat waving back. And the fact that it was the maiden voyage of one of the greatest ships of all time, even to this day, it's probably the most famous cruise ship of all time. And I think cruise enthusiasts would love it because you get that feeling you had the very first time you went on a, on a cruise and you were standing maybe it was was a port near your house or maybe you had traveled to some other port but you just get that feeling again and there's some scenes where the shots like from outside the ship but at, at sea level and you could see the the front of the ship you know parting the water and you see the dolphins jumping down in front of it and i just think you get that feeling once again of that first time you cruise and i think james cameron did a terrific job of capturing that especially for the time i mean no one had seen a ship that big before yeah. this was such a such a, a monumental event and i think that that you really you get that feeling all over again. Yeah, there's definitely that fanfare there. Amadeus, thanks for being on Cruise Radio, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, do 
we love her. Fran Golden, cruise expert and trip coach for Budget Travel Magazine, is here with us. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you, guys. First question, did Doug behave himself in Amsterdam? No comment. Uh, all right. <laughs> because... You How's were, that for being Why do you ask everybody that? Because, well, I just trust Fran's judgment more than anyone else's. Okay. And since she was the designated chaperone on that. <laughs> hey, when did I get that responsibility? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't know. Uh, all right. As we know, last month, uh, Disney Fantasy was launched out of Port Canaveral. We want you, Fran, to tell us a little bit about it. They really did a good job. It's not exactly the same as Disney Dream, which a lot of people thought it would be. It's no copycat. It's its own ship, and it's just beautiful. Now, from an adult standpoint, do you think it delivers a good product, or is it mostly for kids? I mean, I think Disney is pretty good at appealing to all age groups. What do you think? You know, it's really surprising. This is a great ship for adults. It's not just a a ship for kids. You know, Disney knows that people go on vacation with kids and they freak out. They're not used to being with their kids 24 hours a day, and they need some alone time. Adults need to have a vacation, too. And Disney does that in just an amazing way. I mean, you could drop your kids off in the kids program, and you can go to, I would say, arguably one of the best spas on the high seas, uh, you know, where there's spa villas, the two of you can have an outdoor couple's massage and then sit in the hot tub. If you think about it, slightly naughty Disney with <laughs> with the private jacuzzis. Um, and, you know, you can go to this wonderful nighttime entertainment district and an assortment of bars and play in the disco. And then they really put a lot of focus on this particular ship in the adult sun deck areas. There's some new features. My very favorite, and you couldn't get me out of there, was called Satellite Falls. Hmm. What is that? Satellite Falls is, uh, they cleverly took one of the TV satellites for the ship and they built a water feature, kind of a waterfall-ish thing within the satellite. It's hard to explain, but basically you can sit in shade and there's water falling around you and you're you're in sort of a splash pool, for for lack of a better word, just a, a little bit of water. And you're sitting on a ceramic bench. You can sit there with a drink. So you're partially in the water and you hear this wonderful waterfall sound. And believe me, it was hard to get me out of there. Nice. In terms of specialty restaurants, what can guests expect? And are there surcharges at these venues? There are surcharges. And at the very top and worth every penny is Remy, which is um, themed on the movie Ratatouille. Because, you know, Disney, everything they do has a story. Everything has a theme, often relating to um, the animated movies. Um, and this restaurant is just superb. They, they, they got a two-star Michelin chef to work with Disney's top chef from um, Walt Disney World Resort, the fellow from the Grand Floridian. And it is an amazing French experience on the high seas and at $75 a person you can uh, pay a little bit more to get the uh, tasting menu with the wine which again is worth it if you want to have a, a really special evening so you know if, you, if you're going to spend 150 bucks on a cruise ship you, you know do it because this is just a special experience especially if it's like your anniversary or a special birthday or something like that you mentioned some of the daytime stuff for the adults the massages and a little uh, little private areas what about the nightlife 
pretty rockin'. You know, you wouldn't believe it, but the uh, president of Disney Cruise Line was telling me his favorite place is this new bar called Ooh La La. And I walked in and I thought, French bordello decor. I mean, it's got like, you know, it's all red and gold and loungers and kind of slightly dark and, you know, New Orleans-ish. And it's fabulous. It's a wonderful place, very upscale, but comfy and, and a great place to have a glass of champagne, which, by the way, they have their own uh, champagne on the ship and um, specially branded. And it, it's just, you know, there's a sports bar where you can get a Guinness and other kinds of beer and Irish whiskey. There's uh, a carousel in sort of the center of this um, area. It's a carousel bar, which is sort of a great meeting spot. So you meet your friends there. We're talking almost like an Italian plaza type with this carousel bar in the center and a terrazzo floor, and then you can walk to the different clubs. And the disco is is themed. I, I they say London Underground. It's Austin Powers. It's oh, groovy, nice. baby. Cool. So my question is, what are the drink prices like there? Because if you go to a Magic Kingdom or a theme park, I guess not Magic Kingdom. If you like go to Epcot or something, you're paying like twelve dollars for a beer. Is it priced? No, it's actually pretty reasonable. I don't remember exactly all the prices, but it wasn't outrageous. I didn't go, oh, my God, look what I'm paying for my martini. It was reasonable prices. Um, you know, it may have to do with the duty-free aspect of cruising. Sure. They do add 15% to your bar tab in terms of service fee gratuity, however you want to look at it. But it is not outrageously priced, and that was a nice surprise. When I picture Disney Cruise Lines, like all I can think about is like 1,500 screaming kids everywhere. Now, like from your experiences, is it like that? Yes, but <laughs> yes, but um, there are kids obviously in the main dining rooms. I mean, this is a family cruise experience, and you don't go on a Disney ship if a you're not into the whole Disney thing with costume characters and bumping into princesses every once in a while because snow and uh, and. Bell and all right. the others make appearances, and you know it is a, a Disney-esque experience, just like Epcot is, you know, with a slight adult theme. So, um, yes, there are kids, but they're not necessarily screaming. I mean, Disney has wonderful programs for the kids; they're really happy to be in the program. So, I wouldn't say it's as screaming kids as some of the other cruise lines. Actually, uh, if you go on a school holiday period or summer vacation, the kids are maybe even a little bit more controlled on Disney. Because there's so much of interest and so much they want to do. Right. Lastly, Fran, how would you rate the fantasy in terms of delivering the wow factor? Well, you know, among the wows for me for Disney is really the shows. And nobody does shows like Disney. And, you know, they have several on the ship, several new ones. They, they're doing their Aladdin show, which they've done at the parks for the first time. And you sit there and they're using every sort of theater pyrotechnic and um, animation and you know at one point I was watching a show the, the, the Aladdin show and I, I swore they brought out a real horse now of course it wasn't but with the animatronics they could make it look like that then you also got my other favorite feature which is the Muppets game which is an adventure game you play which is Disney takes high tech and turns it on you know takes video games and turns it on its head and just does really creative things and the Muppet adventure game is a must-do because they are hysterically funny. The script is written by the actual Muppets writers. So again, it's adult, even a little bit naughty um, and hysterically funny and all that goes over the head of the kids. Yeah, I'm sure the alcohol had nothing to do with the fact that you're thinking of it was a real horse. <laughs> 
lucky there wasn't martini involved, but I'm just saying they do really well. And I wasn't the only one. I asked other people, did you think that was a real horse? But again, also, there is the adult area, so I give it a big wow. I think it's a fantastic ship. And by the way, decor-wise, they went with Art Nouveau here. So, like the atrium, which is a wow the second you you walk on, is done up in peacock colors with a peacock feather carpet. And just absolutely stunningly beautiful. This is not some cheesy ship. It's a real high-class family ship. Cruise expert and trip coach for Budget Travel Magazine, Fran Golden, we love you so much. Thank you. I love you too, Matt and Doug. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget to download the Cruise Radio app for your smartphone. You can have everything you ever want and ever need uh, from Cruise Radio at your fingertips. The cruise news, uh, the videos, the weekly show, of course, you can listen to. Um, it's all right there. Just go to iTunes or the Android market and search Cruise Radio. And if you don't have a smartphone, you could go to cruiseradio.net and subscribe to our cruise news alerts. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.